0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lubcast. Um, I just want to take a second to thank each and every one of you who uh, reached out and uh, who listened to this, because if I'm being honest, this has been a life goal of mine. So uh, it feels really awesome to have people that actually, uh, you know, boosted my ego a little bit. So I fucking love that. Um, got some big changes coming to the Lubcast. Um, we have a new co-host. His name is Jordan Tolly dyer um, former just Hello, all around. <laughs> yes, there he is. Former just all around awesome <laughs> player, uh, from, he played a little bit of JV basketball, but mostly he rode varsity,
1: um, bench. <laughs> no, he um, played. Uh, yeah. I'm actually, uh, I'm entering the draft next year, but yeah, that's besides you the point. He's entering the draft um, next year. Yeah. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, we've wanted to, we've wanted to do this for so long. This is what we always talk yep. about with our friends. So, and we're finally doing it so i'm super hyped i'm i'm hyped to get to get into this stuff yeah me too it's fucking awesome um like i said we don't know i
0: mean we're just a couple of guys that uh, love sports and we're going to uh treat it like we're at the lunch table so it's going to get vulgar um it could get offensive at sometimes but you know what we're just going to roll Oh it'll it. get vulgar it'll get vulgar uh yeah so Thank you again. I love all of you who uh, listened and reached out. Uh, I really, from the bottom of my heart, genuinely appreciate it. And um, I look forward to. I know we're going to give you some good stuff. So let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> today we're going to open up by starting. We're going to talk a little uh, a little player stocks. Um, this is a classic Bill Simmons podcast thing. He uh, he loves talking about like player stocks. So we're going to be talking about players that we think. Uh, whose stock has risen and who has fallen. Uh Jordan, give me your first player. Who do you think? What are your thoughts? First player. All right,
1: here we go. My first riser, I have Anthony Edwards. Um, watching the T-Wolves Grizzly series. I mean, it's it's unbelievable watching this kid play. He's he's so confident. Um, he's an absolute gamer. You can just tell he wants, he loves the moment. I mean, he's uh he averaged 21. Points mm-hmm. during the season. So that's great. Uh shot 44% uh through this series so far. He's averaging 25 off 48% shooting. Uh he's just he's clearly that guy. Um, and I'm becoming a huge fan of him and also the entire Timberwolves team. I mean, I think I think he's gonna be a stud. Uh he's gonna be around for a long time.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree more. I love him. Um, you know, so there's just he's a unicorn, and um, it's interesting because if you look at the size and the frame of this man, you know, he's our age first off or the same fucking age as him. Ridiculous. Oh yeah. No, he's our upsetting, age. upsetting dude. Um, but if you just look at him, we've never seen a player like this. Um, this is a guy who is a, a football first player out of Georgia. Um, he, you know, he decided to join the Georgia basketball team, uh, you know, and he had the option to play basketball uh, football rather and this is someone who has a unique skill set that um i don't know who it mimics i'm having a tough time trying to like find someone for him because i haven't seen anyone like him in the nba and i really do agree with you um he can get he's still young and he's still a little bit raw but you know it's his first playoff series and he's he's playing well um and i like what you're saying that he's got some balls you know he's willing to go take a shot you know he's not like uh His other teammates that may or may not be on my list, um, where sometimes they get a little too emotional and get in their head and uh, you know get stuck. So that's a really good pick. I totally agree with you. Um, My first pick for risers is Grant Williams. Are you familiar, Jordan?
1: (laughs) Um, No, I've never heard of him. Fill me (laughs) in. What's that guy about?
0: All right. So he goes to the greatest university on earth, the univers or he went to the greatest university on earth, the University of Tennessee, (laughs) um, voted as just. Most handsome people for capita, um, you know, best sports team all around, stuff like that. Um, he's a six-six, uh, undersized guard, forward combo guard out of uh, Tennessee. He plays for the Boston Celtics. He's a, I believe, a third or a four-year player, or third or fourth-year player rather. And this series was um, crazy for him. He, uh, so, I think he might be a KD stopper. I know. That's a hot take. I'm going to, I'm going to keep with it though. Okay. It's hot. hot. No, it's, it's flaming. It is flaming. You know, Katie, like Katie's great, but um, Katie was guarded second most on the entire Celtics team by uh, Grant Williams. Grant Williams guarded him for 13 minutes and five seconds in that time. Katie had five turnovers. He was blocked three times, which was the most times he's ever been blocked in a series. And, uh, Jason Tatum had two blocks on him. So, this is a ridiculous amount of blocks. Um, he was blocked three times by Grant Williams. And then he went six for 20 from the field, shooting 30%, and 0 for 4 from the field, shooting 0% from three. Or, sorry, 0 for 4 from three. Um, this is a guy that, you know, he got drafted, and we're thinking, well, this is an 11th, 12th man. He's undersized. He doesn't have a position. You know, everything that's, those are very scary things to NBA execs and teams. Um, and he, this is one of those players where he just is too smart to to fail. Um, he he, if you watch what he's doing with KD, I know I'm sure you've noticed this too. The amount of contact he makes with him, just yep. constant touching. Just all the chest. Yes, they're they're constantly yep. fucking in it. Like they're always touching each other, you know. And it's it's like a school dance, dude. It's ridiculous. You guys are yeah, upping I mean, up in each other. I gotta battle. say this
1: about Grant. Uh, I mean, me and Max both huge Celtics fans from New England, yep. obviously. Uh, and I have to say, first few years watching Grant, I mean, how frustrating was it? Yeah. Just, I mean, what did he do for the team? Not a whole lot. He always hustled, but he couldn't shoot. I mean, he was he was hard to watch, you yep. know, for for you know stretches of games. And now he's turned into like obviously Max said, a lockdown defender. He clamped KD multiple times, but I mean, we have to talk about the shooting. The guy, the guy doesn't miss from the corner. I it's have unbelievable. some stats on that.
0: <laughs> he's he's shooting. Play him on me. He's shooting, um, he is shooting an effective field goal percentage of 73.1%, which is the ninth, the ninth best in the playoffs so far and an effective field goal percentage. For those who don't know, that's kind of, they, they take into account, um, your two points and your three pointers. Okay. So if you're hitting three pointers, that's going to boot, it's going to curve your score up or your field goal percentage. Okay. So this guy is shooting, um, the ninth highest effective field goal percentage in the NBA currently he's, um, He's taking good effective shots, he's making them, and he's shooting a true shooting percentage of 76.2%, which is the eighth best percentage in the playoffs so far. So the guy has turned it around shooting. Uh, He's a great corner three specialist, and um, a little thing about the Celtics is that they love, basically what they do is they kind of, they have Jason Tatum take up the ball at the top of the key and he calls a pick. And then basically from there, he has a bunch of different options. And one of those options is usually him driving and every, the defense collapsing on him and him kicking to the corner to hit Grant Williams for a three.
1: And, yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I think Grant's really good. I think that's a great, great sleeper pick. Not a lot of guys are going to think of him when they think of these playoffs, but what, I mean, if you watch those four games, yeah, uh, you know how big of an impact he's had. So yeah, he's all over um, four. What's yeah, your next player? Oh, so, uh, yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back uh to my next riser. I we've never talked about this guy together. I hope you're a fan. It's Jordan Poole. Um one of my oh. becoming quickly becoming one of my favorite players in the league. Uh he should have been most improved player. Yes. Uh lost it to a guy I'm gonna talk about later. I mean, like I talked about with Edwards, he's got he's got the crazy confidence, man. He just he he's a bucket and he knows it. And I love it. I mean, he's so fun to watch. Uh, And there's a lot of guys in the league that you could say, oh, they're confident, but this guy, I mean, he has not only the confidence, but he has the skill. He can take these these crazy shots and make them, Mm. and he's doing it consistently. He's gonna have bad games. He he had a tough night the other night, Uh, but I expect him to bounce back. I expect him to be a a good player for a long time too. Uh, He's just he's really shocked me this whole season, especially in the playoffs i mean he's a gamer too
0: yeah no i i i think i might have mentioned it on the first lovecast but i i'm a i'm a jordan pool fan i i talked about it a little bit how um he's basically like we it's not that you should have seen this coming but it's more that this is technically in his natural progression from what he's been doing um the guy's just been getting better uh he didn't have an easiest path to the nba you know he was a uh, uh undrafted i believe and he spent time in the g league and now he's coming up and he's just killing it like you said he's got all that confidence and i listened to a podcast the other day where they had um a warriors like beat writer who's very close to the team um and he was talking about how uh those guys are really really hard on pool and draymond especially like you remember uh they got into a fight on the sidelines in the beginning of the year and that was kind of a big story well they they just give it to him and he's been willing to take it and uh use it to grow so that's what you want out of those guys. Um, yeah. So that, that's a really good pick. I really like that. Um, my next pick I'm doing Carl Anthony towns. What are your thoughts on Carl Anthony towns, Jordan?
1: Uh, you're, you have him as a riser is what you're saying. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. You a have him as a follower. Yes. Okay. I was okay. I was confused for a second. Uh, yeah. So cat, I mean, he, he's an absolute mental case. Mm. Um, he's so good at basketball, which is such so a shame mm. for a guy who just can't, seem to keep his head together cuz cuz what he does he's just so unstoppable uh i like i like when cat plays well i love watching him play when he plays bad it's it's so hard to watch
0: i could not agree more with you i couldn't agree more with you um i think the, one of in my notes like the big thing i said is that so he has a 17.3 player impact estimate which is the third highest in the nba and um he's averaging Oh, shit. Sorry. Wait, wait. Hold on. Actually, that's that is not him. That's Brandon Ingram. My bad. Um, he has. a So sorry. Cat has a 20.93 turnover percentage, which is the third highest in the NBA right now. OK, he's it's not like he's 21 and is two years into the league. He's 26. You know, he's been here. He yep. knows what he needs to do and he's not doing it. He um, like you said, he's a mental case. And I put down here that he's slow and unathletic uh comparative like this guy could jump over me and like I, like it's ridiculous what he could <laughs> I do I could probably guard
1: him but yeah, yeah, yeah I don't
0: dude. I yeah for sure I would be my ankles would be snapped it would be ridiculous they would be calling stretchers out here um whatever but the guy I was watching some film and when he takes a jumper he gets like an inch off the ground it's ridiculous yep. and yeah, um I it's I love how the Grizzlies are using it because they're attacking Kat and then he gets upset about a call and then he does the dumbest fouls. And then can yeah. we talk about how why the fuck um are you taking fucking take fouls in the first like no, two minutes of the game? Um, he's he's probably he like from what I've heard, he's a smart
1: man. And no, 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 he is. I'm just saying those those type of plays you can't do that when you're a star when you're a leading scorer I mean you can't do the stupid shit that he does you can't let the the refs get in your head the other team get in your head it's yeah you just can't do it
0: no you can't and he he gets these like early first quarter take fouls where like it's just an unnecessary like clear path foul those are fouls that like you're you're that, you know, different guys should be taking that don't matter, you know, and he just matters too much and he takes them and it's unnecessary. So yeah, Kat's my uh, second one. He's a
1: faller. What's your third? He's a faller. Yeah. Uh, You want my third riser? Whatever you want, whatever you're throwing at me. Okay. I'll get, I'll give you a faller. Uh, I'm going to go with jaw. Really? guy. Going into this, these playoffs, I was the biggest jaw fan. I was so happy to see him playing that well. Uh, this whole season. Um, and then we get to the playoffs and he's just straight up not producing. I mean, Memphis, a lot of people had as, you know, coming out of the West they're the two seed. Uh, they they should be handling this T-Wolves team. I know it's not a perfect matchup for him, but with a guy like Ja, he, he's supposed to be able to take over a series like this and he just can't right now. Um, seems like you disagree. What are you thinking?
2: Well,
0: I just, uh, I don't know. I agree. I think like Memphis just happened to be, um, the, or sorry, Minnesota just happened to be kind of the perfect, uh, defense to, jo- to guard job, ja, which like, does that mean something? Yes. Because that means there's a perfect defense out there that can guard Jaw. but we're still talking about how great Kevin Durant is, even though the Celtics were the perfect defense to guard him. So, right it's all relative. However, I do see what you're saying. Like he's, he's got to improve in some areas and more. Um, do you remember a little man by the name of Derek Rose by any chance?
1: Oh, I I've, I've made this comparison many times. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm
0: scared. He, the guy doesn't know how to land every about he doesn't. four times a quarter. He he falls in a way that I would never
1: get up from. I, I really hope, I really hope Jaws career pans out to be what D roses would have been, mm. uh, But he's just not playing well right now. That's why I have him as a follower. He could obviously turn it around. But man, if if the if the T Wolves end up grinding out this series and getting a win that that's going to be a real, real bad look for Ja. Hopefully it helps him, you know, get better as he gets older, but he's just not playing right now. He's been really disappointing for me
0: if yeah i can totally understand that if anything i would have um he's not on my list but i would have put jaron jackson as a faller because the guy can't Mm -hmm. stand on the fucking floor the guy loves Mm -hmm. to foul and i think that's a big reason that jaws efficiency and um just like overall impact on the offensive end is going down a little bit but i can understand why you're saying that and i i think that's a it's a that's a hit that's a pick that uh that's gonna get some heat i like it i like it
1: oh yeah a little rough takes sure
0: yeah all right, so my next uh riser is Brandon Ingram. Um uh I don't know if you had him on your list or not, but he reminds me of Kevin Durant the first. I know. I I know that's like slander, but it's not. He he's tall and he's skinny and he's going to he's going to get to his spots and um he's going to make his shots and that's just what he does. Uh right now he is um He has a 17.3 player impact estimate, which is the third highest in the NBA that uh, count that accounts for how much he impacts uh, just the team as a whole. Um, He's averaging 29 points per game, which is the third most in the NBA right now for the playoffs. He's shooting fifty five point four percent from the mid range, which is top five in the NBA playoffs right now. And he's just an efficient player. Um, I know what I'm getting from him and I I really like it. I hope he continues this
1: trajectory. Yeah. I mean, watching Bi this series. Sorry to cut you off. No, um, he's been he's been really good. He didn't make my list, uh, mm. I, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely surprised me with how good he's played. We knew he had this in him, yeah, uh, but we didn't know when we would see it. We didn't know how consistent he would be, and he's doing it against a great team. Uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely been super fun to watch.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I. I, I like him. I just I wish he was a little more uh versatile on the defensive end, but he cuz he's got so much length. I think it's just that he's uh physically gifted enough where he can just be disruptive by existing, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh what's your next guy?
1: All right. Uh I'm going to give you another faller. Uh yeah. and I don't know how how everyone's going to feel about this. This is a guy I've defended for a long time. It's really go bear. Oh. I I have defended this man Me too with my life. When people, you know, when people call him a defensive liability, <coughs> all that shit, I, I would say, dude, he's defensive player of the year every year. He's the best room protector in the league, one of the best room protectors ever. Uh, but man, when you watch them play in the playoffs, you can start to see teams start to game plan for him. They get him out on the perimeter. He is a liability. He can't do anything out there. He's too slow. He can't guard a chair on the perimeter. It's like, it's shocking how much he gets abused. Uh, how many threes he lets up whenever there's good ball rotation, Rudy can't get to the corner to contest threes. He gives up open threes. I know he's a great rim protector, but man, uh, it doesn't outweigh the, the, how much he gets exposed on the perimeter. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, it's weird he's he's always in the defensive player of the year race, but I think he's when the playoffs come, I really think he's a liability.
0: Yeah, uh this actually perfectly coincides with my next one because I yep. picked his teammate Donovan Mitchell as a faller. Yep. And um so I just think Rudy and in Je- the Jazz need to get rid of each other. I think Rudy needs yep, to, they leave need to part ways. I think I think um uh, well okay, so Rudy is defensively uh he's not he's amazing, but I think that how is it that they're able to pick on one guy on the perimeter? They should be able to stack their I, I understand you're trying to isolate and you can go at one guy usually, but there should be a way for them to fix that. and I think that starts with Donovan Mitchell starting to defend a little bit better and well the here's defend. the thing I'll say
1: about that if they get Rudy in a pick and roll. which is what they try to do every time down the floor. He can't play up. He has to drop back. He gives up open shots. And the other thing is when they get a switch and he's not involved in the action, if he has to help and then they kick it out, he can't get anywhere. He's too slow. That's what I'm seeing when he plays. Um, I mean, you can't finish a layup over him for your life, so there's that. Well, uh, I'm
0: I'm looking at him more like they're not using him in the correct role. Um That could be true. I I'm like if you're if you're looking to use more of him as sort of like a heliocentric defender where he you kind of orbit around him and just mm-hmm. put him in the paint, don't let him leave, you know, kind of like a, a I don't know. But either way, um yes, I he's going to get Toasted on pick and rolls, he does every time. But I think that an aspect of that is that Donovan Mitchell doesn't play any fucking defense and doesn't no, cut he doesn't. through on he the doesn't. on the picks. Um, this yeah, guy. let's talk about Donovan. I, yeah. I,
1: I'm 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 getting real fed up with Donovan. I'm too. getting fucking
0: pissed. Okay, first off, The <laughs> Celtics—they're talking about how we're going to trade for him. That's a load of horse shit I'll take Jalen Brown, who's a better political activist I mean, and player than Donovan Mitchell. I've heard
1: I've heard people say Donovan's better than Tatum, yeah. better than Jalen. It's it's absurd it's at this point. Uh, and I'm ready to crush him, So let's do it.
0: Yeah. So how about, um, so how about play some defense Mitchell? Okay. You got, he doesn't take the initiative to guard the best player on the opposite team. He leaves that to whoever it may be, but it's never him. Tatum was guarding KD. He, in fact, he guarded him the most out of any Celtics player at 30 minutes and five seconds a game, uh, in this series. Like, the Tatum has the balls to do it. Donovan Mitchell does not. And he has sort of a Trey Young approach to the game where he gets a little uh, isolation-heavy, and he it's just frustrating to watch because guess what? Uh, he had nine points last game, and his plus-minuses for the last four games, minus 38 last game, minus yeah. 4, plus 4, minus 14,
1: and uh, plus 10. Those are not Jason Tatum numbers. This guy needs uh, to be no. better. I'll say this about Donovan. And the Jazz. The Jazz, it's clearly not working. Uh, They have chemistry issues uh, between their two stars. That's never good. Um, But Donovan's just taking terrible shots, man. Like he's forcing everything. His shot selection is really, really bad right now. (laughs) It's dog shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't – I know Donovan can be good. I know he can, but he's playing so bad right now. He has so much talent. I'd love to see him play well. Mm-hmm. But he's clearly not living up to who he's supposed to be. So I mean, we have to we have to talk about it. Like, yeah, you gotta no, I, play better.
0: I agree. He's gotta if he's gonna be in that uh, top tier of NBA player that he claims to be, uh, he needs to perform like one. What's your next one?
1: Yeah. All right. I'll give you my last faller, and then I'll do my last riser. So okay. faller. I mean, I think. Everyone should agree on this. If if I get some Philly fans that start swiping up on me, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting heated. It's James Harden. Oh yeah. He he's choking. He's completely choking. He's shooting 38% this series on 18 points a game. You're literally supposed to be one of the greatest scorers of all time. He's turning the ball over. It's unbelievable. It's so frustrating to watch. It was frustrating to watch him when he's good. Mm, yes, I yes I agree. And and now he's bad. It's it's impossible to watch. Uh, I thought this Philly thing was gonna work. I thought it was gonna be a perfect fit. Uh, and honestly, it is it is it's a great fit. But Harden has to just play better. He he sucks. I am out on Harden. I, I will I will debate any Philly fan right now. <laughs> Obviously, he can turn it around. But dude, in the playoffs, he's not gonna get the calls he gets. And he just can't hit a shot. I mean, he looks slow. He looks old. He's not who he used to be. I'll eat my words if he turns it around. But yeah, uh, Philly, Philly can't go anywhere with him playing like this.
0: Yes. Um, 100% agree. Um, this is the only time you're ever going to hear me say this on this podcast. I hope he was injured because if that's the only explanation for how he's been playing, yeah, um, I, I just don't think, I I think he might actually be injured because either that or he just lost it. He lost whatever that step was that he had as cuz he was younger. I don't
1: know, yeah. but um, I think uh I mean, I think he pulled the hammy, he got out of shape, he didn't rehab right and I think now he's slow. I, I do. I don't think I don't think he would have played for this long if he really was injured. I think he's just a step slow. Maybe he can get it back. I don't think he can. Yeah. We'll see. Who
0: knows. We'll see. He you know he uh, he's a classic choke job though, and I always enjoy it. So let's hope yep, for that. He also, is a classic choke job. You know we don't like we're not big Philly fans here. So no, uh, fuck them. Know, fuck them. All right, uh, number five, Riser. Any Philly fans who want to listen, please do listen. We we just basketball hate you, honestly. Uh, <laughs> we still need you to listen. No, we um, want
1: you guys. We want we want the hot take debates.
0: Yes, please tell us how dumb we are. Um, okay, d- next number five, my Riser. Uh, last Riser. Uh no surprise. It's gonna be the future finals MVP, Jason Tatum. Um Matt,
1: you know what? That's my last riser too. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, let's
0: go. That's perfect. So let's do this. Um <laughs> all
1: right, he's also
0: known as Deuce's dad. Um he's uh I know my girlfriend knows one player on the team, and I'm pretty sure it's him. Um he's uh-huh. a very handsome man. Everyone loves him. He's the perfect height, six foot nine. And he, God, is he an awesome basketball player. I um is it safe to say that we've had a torch pass from KD?
1: Uh it it certainly looked that way. I'm not I'm not willing to go that far yet, yeah. but it certainly looked that way. I mean, Deuce's dad just locked up KD like like no other. Um not to mention his incredible good looks, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he held KD to 2 for 15 through 3 games, 2 for 15 yep. when Tatum guarded him with 10 points and 10 turnovers. Yes. Uh defense doesn't get a lot better than that nope and on top of that um
0: he got, uh so he guarded KD for the most on the team 30 minutes and 23 seconds actually not 30 minutes and 5 seconds my apologies and while doing this um he's he's fourth in in the playoffs in points per game averaging 29 and a half he's the he's fifth in assists averaging 7.3 and he's tied for third in steals at 1.8 points per game and has a 26.8 uh, efficiency rating meaning that he's and he's the seventh most efficient player in the playoffs right now. So the guy is getting it done offensively on the offensive side of the floor, the defensive side of the floor, and he's doing it efficiently and he's doing it against one of the best players I've ever seen play in my entire life. in Yeah. Uh, we,
1: we always knew Tatum could drop 30 a night. What we didn't know is he could drop 35 and eight assists on amazing defense uh, and good efficiency. Uh, he still forces every now and then he's still mm-hmm. young. He's going to get better at that. But i love how aggressive he is right now and i love how he's finding open guys uh we haven't seen that from him until this year and yeah i mean future finals mvp just place your bets now yes um
0: yeah no i i you're 100 correct i believe like that's the perfect way of saying it we knew that he could score 30 we just didn't know that he's capable of the other shit. and um what's really important with teams in the nba and the reason that i love the nba is because there are so many styles um and there are so many um teams that have this identity and that the the worst place i always say to be in the nba is to be a team without an identity the celtics were a team without an identity for so fucking long and it yeah. sucked and it was hard to be a fan of them and now they have this identity and it starts with ime Doka and it starts with Absolutely. jason tatum and he puts it it's this identity of being two-way players and that's what tatum does and uh, my last one, real quick, for fallers. My last faller, Trey Young. What are your thoughts?
1: Yep. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to watch a whole ton of that series. But what I have seen when I watch is Trey just getting clamped up everywhere he goes. He yeah. can't. He can't get a a, a good look. But, yeah. I mean, I I think I think Trey's incredibly talented. I think he's a really good player. Uh, but yeah. And I mean, it's tough against the Heat. Let's be honest; they're they have an unbelievable defense. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's just like it's just like Jaw. When you're that good of a player, you're your team's best player. You have to produce in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. No. I um. So exactly what you're saying. Um. There was this key possession that I saw, and basically Trey Young starts the with the ball. And he gets, he's guarded by Jimmy Butler, you know, There, he's in his fucking grill. And then he gets to switch and guess who he switches onto? He switches onto Tucker, right? So now Tucker's up in his yeah. ass and it's like, well, all right. So then he kind of works his way around another screen and he gets switched onto out of bio and out of bio is all up in his grill. And it's yeah, like,
1: I mean, that's tough for anyone.
0: Yeah. That sums it up. That's what it is. Yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah. And he just, you know, He's surrounded by good shooting players, but the style that he plays with, it, it doesn't allow for him to really unlock that because he is a good passer, but I almost find that when he's like not hitting his shots he's like I need to shoot more and it's yeah, just it's just yeah, it's just, he, yeah. He,
1: he does. Yeah, uh, and
0: uh, he's got sorry he's number one in turnovers uh, in the playoffs right now he's 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 averaging six a game. Yeah, so that
1: uh, that doesn't surprise me at all, I yeah. mean he's uh, I think he's gonna I, I do I think he's gonna have a good career. Uh. This is just a really bad matchup for him. I mean, yep. but yeah, there's no excuse when, when you're when you're your team's guy, you gotta you gotta come through. You gotta you gotta make these games competitive. Yeah. No, you gotta play uh, well.
0: I wholeheartedly agree with you. That um yeah, no, I completely agree. I he just, you know, he's lacking. Um, okay, so I have a couple of questions here.
1: Yeah, great segment there. That was fun.
0: Yes, no, I enjoyed that. Uh let's see. Let's get into some questions here. Steve Nash. Uh-huh. Hot seat. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Steve Nash uh, the coach next year? All right. So, Steve Nash has to go immediately. Really? He, he has is to go. an absolute bum. He does nothing for that team. I think he's really? one of the worst coaches I've ever watched, coach. Really? of what he doesn't do. He does nothing. His oh. rotations are terrible. Yeah. And they don't have an offense. Their offense is let KD shoot. shoot and the next time let Kyrie shoot and it doesn't work when you play real playoff defense, like we just saw, you have to get your guys open shots. That's coaching. You have to run sets for guys. Even if you have Katie and Kyrie, you can run sets and run ISO. Yeah. Uh, in the same offense. Like, and then the other thing, how you judge good coaches is chemistry. Mm. In my opinion, chemistry, ball movement and defense. I mean, they, that team, they didn't play a good enough defense. Like, I know they didn't have great personnel, but come on, Steve Nash. Let's be honest. Like you got to, You got to get your guys in better spots. You got to get yep. them to play harder. I think he's gone. I think he has to be gone. Uh, wow. I think he's a bad coach.
0: Wow. Wow. Coming in with the fucking heater. Um, yeah, no. I think I, a lot of
1: people are going to agree with that. I I really do.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So, uh, well, I didn't even, I, uh, you're see like, this is just a classic thing. Two people thinking different, you know, one, two people watching a, NBA game and they have two completely different outcomes. Um, Let's
1: hear it. What what are you thinking?
0: So, okay. So I, I just didn't even think about the fact of like him as a coach. I just assumed that it was going to be Kyrie. Uh, It was going to be a thing where Kyrie says, I don't like him. And uh, then that he just goes from that. Um, There was this interesting Kyrie quote where he talks about after the game, he says, uh, Oh, uh, I'm going to be resigning here. Me. Um, And he mentions the two owners and Kev are gonna go meet are gonna run the team yeah yeah (laughs) there's no mention of steve in there there's no No, steve nash so there's no steve that was what kind of ignited this question i didn't actually put in uh thoughts about his basketball iq or whatever and i agree with you i think what it was is he became a coach too fast and um he didn't have like the Ime udoka or like every other coach thing where they assistant coach for a little bit um and he
1: And he's also thrown into a a super team where you have to be experienced to handle guys like that. Yes.
0: And that's what that he was think about what their series was. I did a little bit about this yesterday, but like they had one of the craziest seasons, like any coach is going to look bad in that. And I I feel like, I think I would give him, you know, a first half of next year, maybe before I fire him. But again, if it's, you know, whatever Kevin Durant wants, right. So if he says Uh, Steve
1: Nash is gone, he's gone. I obviously don't know what coaches are on the market. Yeah. Uh but I would have to imagine there there's got to be someone better out there. I'd love to hear from Nets fans on this. Yeah. Uh, if I was a Nets fan, I would want his ass gone. You can't you can't get swept uh when you have two of the best players in the league. You you can't. Yeah.
0: That's fair. You gotta fair. fire that guy. That's fair. Um okay. So okay, next question. I um hmm. What do you think about Utah? What do you think do you think it's yeah, uh, too Utah, far gone for Utah?
1: Utah's fucked, dude. Utah, Utah's either gonna have to blow it up, uh, or just build around Donovan. I don't think Donovan's staying there. No, uh, I don't think so either. So I mean, once Donovan goes, you have to blow it up. Uh, I think they fucked up. Uh, they they should have got rid of Rudy when Donovan said. I mean, as much as we just crushed uh, Donovan. Yeah. He's 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 their best player. Yes. You got to get him guys that he can play with that he likes to play with. Uh, I know it's tough because Rudy, he is good. Uh, yeah, he, he's you know. So they they obviously watching this map series. They have no chemistry. They have very little fight. They're the only yes. fight we see from Utah is when things are going right. Yes, when things uh, when things are going bad, that team absolutely crumbles.
0: I agree. They don't have a spine. Um, they just, they lack, and maybe it's because they've literally had to go through these just ridiculous playoff series every year. Um, yeah. And I think, like you said, I, yeah. one Rudy or um, someone needs to go because it's just not working. Um, you can tell that they're just, there's a disconnect within the team. And I don't understand why you're trading Ingles. He seemed to me like, although, I understand he's injured and you're trying to get, you're trying to get money for that asset because technically he's a net zero since he's injured or he's a negative because he's pulling money, but he's a glue guy and he's someone that obviously was liked in the locker room. And I think was a big leader in the locker room. So I don't understand getting rid of him. Yeah, I think,
1: I think the jazz, even if they don't want to blow it up, I think Donovan's going to blow it up for him. I think he's gone. They, they screwed up too much with him. I agree. Um,
0: All right. So, yeah. So I think that's good for the NBA questions. We're going to take a quick little break and we're going to be right right back with the gambling couch. Let's do it. Alrighty. We are back with the fucking gambling couch. Introduce yourselves boys.
3: Uh, I'm Connor. Um, I was one of the three original founders of the gambling couch. Um, I currently run the TikTok account for the gambling couch and uh, post free plays daily uh, Free cards uh, You can hit my DMs Or just, you know,
1: message me uh, And you're actually sitting On the gambling couch As we speak Is that true?
3: Yeah, that's correct um, Thank you uh, Faber That's a lie <laughs> Alright um, That's Andrew so Andrew, why don't you Introduce yourself Now that you cut me off
2: Oh, will First of all He's not actually Sitting on the gambling couch Right now Like physically Right. That's now. a fair point I just Want to make sure The viewers didn't get like Confused <laughs> Yeah. So Buttsy's
0: So, but But's is, so But's he's starting
2: name... off with some bullshit.
0: Sorry, you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in
3: uh, my fucking chair, so this princess can have a seat.
2: I mean, dude, there's also two other seats here. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's been a weird start. Uh, well, I'm Andrew. I've been uh been betting for two years now, and uh, you know, I've I've lost a lot of money, but like, trust <laughs> me, like, like I'm gonna give out a bunch of locks.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I, I, um, I have my full faith in Andrew. Um, I hand selected him from a group of just like any, any, every better I know I hand selected. So, uh,
1: in my opinion, these are actually the two most profitable sports betters in the industry right now. Uh, maybe of all time. I don't know if we have the stats on that, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I'm excited to hear what they have to say about, uh, about the slate tomorrow. All right. Well,
3: what first thing I have to say is please follow me on action. uh, (laughs) bussy 33 underscore, um, you will see that I'm down eighty units all the time. <laughs> yeah, because I made the switch. I made the switch from used to uh putting in dollars to units so you can check like my last seven, last oh, yeah, fourteen. Classic. Uh I, I swear to God Classic. I swear to God, swear, to God, swear to God, I promise you I'm not down to eighty units or else I would not be here today. I would all right. be working.
0: Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, so if you guys haven't guessed yet, we're gonna be talking about some betting. Um Boys, I want you guys to go around and give me your best bets of the of the uh, day. At Butsy, why don't you start for um, Wednesday?
3: So if I'm being yeah for Wednesday, um, April 27th. So the NBA slate, in my opinion, is a little is a little stinky. Mm. Um, the lines are really really big. You have 12 points. Uh, Bucks are given 12 against the Bulls, and then the Warriors are given nine against the Nuggets. I think. If I had to pick one of those two to cover, I would pick the Warriors. I think the Warriors are the best team in the league, right? Now. They're playing like they did in 2016, um, just together. And they added Jordan Poole, has been an absolute weapon. Um, so if I had to pick a, a spread, it would be Warriors minus nine against the Nuggets. I think they finished strong. Um, send a statement uh, at home tomorrow to close out the series. Um and if you move over to the MLB, um, I'm leaning towards the Mets tomorrow against the Cardinals minus 115 money line. So uh, Carr- is, yeah, exactly. Krasco uh, has pitched great so far. I want to know what the one four seven ERA. So he's been pretty lights out. Um, and then Dodgers run line can never, never really fails. Um, I play the diamondbacks who have no fan base and no hitters. Um, we got Urius on the hump, The you know, Dodgers will have an opportunity to smack the ball around and I think they can do that. So I got Dodgers minus one and a half warriors minus nine, um, And then the Mets minus one fifteen, but I really like the Mets and the Dodgers uh, online tomorrow.
0: I love it. Um, The the Warriors and the Mets were actually uh, my or not the Mets, sorry. The Warriors and the Dodgers were actually both of my best bet picks. So, uh, yeah, good call. Uh, Anyone else got anything? What do you got, Fike?
2: Um, so I don't like a a ton. I don't know for NBA at least tomorrow. I normally don't bet uh, big bigger spreads, but. If I were to bet anything um, in the late game, the Nuggets Warriors game under 226, uh, I feel like especially because they put over like 245, 50 points last game, I think there's going to be a little bit of like a defensive like mindset, at least early for both squads. And I feel like it could still go under that total Um, for the MLB. There's a couple games I've liked that I've already looked at so far. Um, One of them, uh Padres over the Reds it's probably going to be a heavy favorite again um but the Padres like one of their young prospects is pitching but I mean the Reds can't buy a win and I'd probably go also too with uh the Rays against the Mariners I would take the Rays money line I think they'll bounce back normally they hit lefties around pretty good and I think that especially they're getting hit hard right now I think they'll have a good bounce back tomorrow
0: there you go. Um, all right, so I like that. Uh, I definitely like the raise um, money line hit against the lefties. JD, you got anything? Bob? Yeah. Uh,
1: the only bet that I'm taking as of right now is Clay Thompson over 23 and a half points. Uh, Warriors are closing this thing out, and I think Clay's been getting off to hard, hot starts. I think he's going to get off to another one. Uh, he's just playing with a lot of confidence right now. I I can see him scoring. You know 27 plus ease, easily so at 23 and a half I, i'm taking that all day That's yeah i like that
3: I, I definitely don't mind that um i think like we i think we're in agreement the wars are gonna fucking eventually just pound the yeah respectively, mm. out of the nuggets i think <laughs> um or disrespectfully you know, yeah 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 or either way whatever way
0: they like it um
3: <laughs> but i do think the series ends smart and i think it ends pretty uh pretty drastically
0: in, in a big for the wars so, I'm sniffing. It sounds like to me uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a Warriors family parlay. Um, none of our sounds odds makers again. are probably going to be able to do that, but I'm fan duel. I'm assuming you would be able to hit um, maybe yeah. a Warriors spread or money line parlayed with the under and um, maybe a Clay Thompson player. Probably too, yeah. Yeah.
3: No, I mean, I, you know, when uh, school's over, we'll be back in the 603 and we'll be on DraftKings. Um,
1: there you go. We'll have the opportunity so let's uh, to uh, let's have uh, let's have everyone give out uh, one pick, different picks for everyone, uh, and we'll have a little love cast parlay for the fans. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: I like it. I like that idea.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. I'll start. Nice, i'm Max, nice.
3: why don't you
0: start? Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. I'm really liking that that uh Warriors spread. I think I think that's one that I feel very comfortable. Um. I might even take it at an adjusted uh minus ten even to get the extra okay. value. Um. Oh, I like just... it that much. I think that uh Denver sees that they're about to get fucked. Um. Their their <laughs> team's <laughs> not like very it. good, and <laughs> I just think they're gonna lay over and let it happen to them. Yeah. So yeah. Yep.
3: All right, um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers' run line, minus one and a half against the D-backs. I like it. I just really think the D-backs are a shit franchise, and I don't (laughs) think they can fucking hit a baseball. Um, And I know the Dodgers can, and the Dodgers are completely loaded. Um, I think they can just complete the sweep and just easily handle the fucking Diamondbacks.
1: All right, yeah. Uh, Mine, like I said, it's Clay. Uh, We already talked about it. Five, what's your pick? Uh, Tomorrow... Barring he
2: starts, which he normally does, against left-handed pitching, I got J.D. Davis over half a hit. Uh, he normally hits left-handed pitching around, and I think he's starting to heat
1: up a little bit. I like okay, it. So final parlay, we have Dodgers run line, Clay points over, Warriors spread, and J.D. Davis. What was it, what was it, five? Uh, over half a hit. Over half a hit. OK, I like it. That's the love cast parlay for the fans. That uh, is put awesome. all your money on it. You're gonna be rich. Yes. Um you're welcome.
0: All right. Uh I think that'll do. Do you guys have anything else uh that you need to say no, about I was gambling just,
3: couch? I was just looking at the uh oh yeah, well obviously following us on the gambling couch at the gambling couch. One word, no spaces, no no underscores, Absolutely. no nothing. Yeah. Um uh, we gave out the Mets tonight and they are currently what are they doing? I think they're winning, I believe. Yeah, they're up uh we're up two zero on the bottom of the fifth. So um Hopefully that holds on. Give us another win. And, uh, yeah, follow us on the gambling couch, and we'll be here every podcast with uh, some picks for you guys and some little gambling insight.
0: There you go. Love to hear it. Um, As always, uh, give us a listen or don't. That's fine with me. And uh, have yourselves a great day. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.